0: Hey there, my lovely. How are you? Welcome to the C-Word podcast. Today, we're getting a little bit processy. I'm going to talk at reasonable length, I won't bore you too much, about something very specific that has had a very positive impact on me and also, of course, on my business, my creative, my design, my brand business. We all know about client onboarding. Whether it's a simple client questionnaire or briefing form or something perhaps a bit more comprehensive, most designers have something in place to let clients know what the process will be for working with them and to get all the necessary information to start a creative process. But the poorer cousin of the onboarding is the offboarding, which I happen to think is an often overlooked but awesome opportunity full of potential goodness for your business. And dare I say, not only do I think it's essential to the overall creative process and outcomes, it's also essential to the health of your business. So on this episode of The C Word, I am going to share a bit about why I think it's something you should pay more than lip service to, let's say, and what I think a good offboarding process looks like. So, firstly, what's all the fuss about? You've got your onboarding, your ongoing client management, your navigating feedback, being responsive and timely, staying on top of all your admin, hopefully, <laughs> keeping things on track, answering all the questions and all the emails why am I adding offboarding to your to-do list? (laughs) Well, Sorry, not sorry. I think there are three broad jobs of an offboarding. Firstly, it's about finishing on a high, isn't it? To ensure that the client feels really good about what's happened and becomes a raver, a referrer and a repeater. So that's the first thing. The second thing is it allows you to ensure that they are clear, and when I say they, I mean your client, on what they have, on what's happened during the process, and to equip them to move forward and maximize the possibilities and the potential of what you've created for them. And thirdly, it's a great opportunity to let them know what comes next. So how do they continue to work with you, if at all? And if they can't continue to work with you, Is that a missed opportunity, which is a topic for another podcast, maybe? So that I think is the key job or three jobs of an offboarding to finish on a high, to ensure that your client is equipped for the next steps, but also to let them know what comes next in terms of working with you in particular. In my experience, projects don't always wrap up nicely with a beautiful, neat bow at the end. Sometimes they can trickle over the line and there's still a bit of back and forth and it can feel a little bit messy. The client can sometimes be left wondering, what do they do next? How do they use what you've given them? And then they probably fail to leverage what you've created for them in the most powerful way. Or they keep coming back with questions and queries and gaps and things that they've thought of. And this isn't a great experience for the client, it doesn't set them up as a future partner for your business and it doesn't empower them to use your work as it was intended or for the best outcomes. And it's also time consuming for you. It can be frustrating and ultimately that eats into your profitability as a creative business owner and we don't want those things. For me, there is nothing more positive than drawing a flourishing, beautiful, happy, and yet final line under a project and setting things up beautifully for what comes next. So, on that note, the benefits then of a really well considered, intentionally delivered offboarding are. Quite extensive. First and foremost, we talked about profitability and it has a direct impact on your profitability. So there's less time spent faffing and hand holding a potentially confused client, and it's not necessarily their fault. Clients that are much more likely to return or to repeat with future work. And it's much more efficient winning projects from and working with existing clients. So if you set them up in that way, your business becomes more efficient and efficiency equals profit. It's a contributor to your growth. So well-adjusted, happy clients become great quality referrers and recommenders. And of course, that contributes strongly to growth. It's one of the biggest areas of growth for my business, referrals, recommenders. It elevates your impact in terms of your creative work because you set your clients up for success. Now, first and foremost, that's satisfying for you. It brings a sense of reward, a sense of fulfillment that your work has meaning. And and we do want that. We're not just doing this work for the sake of it also makes your work more desirable or it makes you more desirable to work with and therefore increases your perceived value because clients want to work with you because they see your work having an impact so that in turn means a more steady flow of clients that you're potentially booked up in advance because people are willing to wait to work with you and you're charging a premium So that's fewer clients because you can pick and choose the ones you want to work with. Fewer clients that are paying more. And maybe a lesser acknowledged benefit is how you feel in yourself, in your business. So as I mentioned, it's rewarding to see your work having the impact you hoped it would. But it also feels good to have great rewarding relationships with your clients. We all want to feel good in the human interactions and exchanges we have. Many of my clients have actually become friends. And I think that says a lot about how my projects run, but also how they conclude. So in short, it's worth the effort, right? And I don't think it's a nice to have. I think it's a great opportunity and it's one to jump on. Okay. So after singing the praises of offboarding, I should probably step through what I think a good one looks like. In simple terms, first and foremost, to maybe define an offboarding because I think to define it helps you to put it into action. So in simple terms, it's an event and or a document at the end of a project that sets everyone up for success going forwards. So that's how I would term it. Now, as an aside, I actually don't love the phrase offboarding for me, it's probably more like future-proofing or future-expanding. So future-expanding your work to be applied properly, future-expanding your client so they get ROI from their investment with you, and future-expanding your business for all the reasons I talked about, which ultimately boils down to you increasing your value and your perceived value. But look, sometimes you have to go with the language and the terminology that's best understood. So for now, we'll just stick with offboarding. Now, the first thing when it comes to masterminding your offboarding process is to ask yourself some key questions, which of course I'm going to share with you. So the first thing is what does your client need to know? That's the first question to ask yourself. But this is in no particular order, but it's the first one I'm sharing. So what are all the things you think you should tell your client? Things like where to buy fonts that you've used or where to find the images that you've used to create their brand. What your IP terms are, so how you protect your intellectual property and what's expected of them in that. What are the files they have? What don't they have and why I think is an important one too. What were the exclusions? It always helps to remind a client of that. Perhaps how they should protect their assets. This is such an important one. I find very often clients rely on a service provider or a designer to set things up for them, like um, particular accounts that they might need or applications they might use. But then they don't take control of those assets. So letting them know where those things are filed or if they expire or what the passwords are or how to access those things is super important. And also reminding them of their responsibilities to do things like renew subscriptions. If you've built them a website, remind them, this is where your website's hosted. This is when that hosting is gonna come up for renewal and it's really important that you do that. So that's what your client might need to know. Also, what are the knowledge gaps? So this is the second question. What knowledge gaps would it be useful to fill for your client? So this might be more around training. So training or user manuals for things like file types and how they should be used. So how do they use a JPEG versus a PNG file, for example, or different types of colour specifications? What's RGB? What's CMYK? What are their Pantone colours for? So you might educate them a bit more and empower them with the knowledge they need to use this in the best way. Another great question to reflect on is what are the common FAQs? What are the frequently asked questions that very often come up that you can think of when you reflect on projects that you've done that might come up afterwards? Because every time a question comes up from an existing or past client it's an opportunity to make your offboarding more robust. So, when a question comes up, look, it can be tempting to feel frustrated by this. Oh, why doesn't the client already know that? I've told them that. But actually, what's more productive is to reflect on it and think to yourself, well, how could I have answered that question better for the client? How can I refine my offboarding process to answer that for clients in the future? Another question that you could ask yourself is, How can you give your client a memorable experience so they can end this project on a high or you can both end on a high, right? Because going back to the beginning of this podcast, we talked about the purpose of an onboarding. What is it there to do? And part of that is to give everyone this really positive feeling at the end of a project. Because sometimes the process of a project can be a bit of an ebb and flow. It can have its ups and downs, So we want to end on the high, not on the low. So can you do something fun or thoughtful at the end of a project? Often there's a lot of emphasis on a welcome gift, but I actually prefer to do something during or at the end of a project. And it doesn't have to be something expensive. It doesn't have to be some flashy hamper full of things. Doing something thoughtful or giving them something useful is just as impactful, if not more impactful, so it could be a brand launch video or a reel that they can use or some suggestions on how to leverage their brand. Or maybe it's a voucher for their favourite cafe down the road. Something thoughtful and specific to them in some ways can have much more meaning to your client and can really stick in their mind. Another question to ask is how will you deliver this offboarding? So you know me, I'm all about the eyeball-to-eyeball engagement when it comes to clients. I think there is nothing more powerful than doing things in person. And when I say in person, I'm talking about Zoom or or the equivalent that you choose to use, Microsoft Teams or whatever, which is probably as close to in-person as many of us get these days. But it's likely you would support that in-person engagement with some kind of document or a video, perhaps explaining and detailing everything. So think about the actual mechanics of how you're gonna deliver it. Where will all these documents or these templates be housed? Will they be filed on your client portal or will they be emailed perhaps? That's something for you to think about. What works for you in your business? And what's the user experience for your client? How are you going to make it really easy for them to navigate and understand, to find and understand and catalogue maybe all the information you've given them? And do they look awesome? Are they beautifully branded and nicely presented? And also how long will they be there for? You're going to let your client know, well, look, I've supplied you this offboarding. You need to make sure you have it all downloaded within a month, six weeks, whatever works for you. So how will you deliver it? And then another question would be: what templates and assets will you create? What's going to help you make this offboarding as automated and as seamless as you can? So is there an offboarding document that you can create that's standard that you can use? Or are there templated assets or cheat sheets that you could create in advance that can you can draw on that might be relevant to a particular client? So if it's A website client, you might have particular cheat sheets or trainings for that versus if it's a brand client. And then will your offboarding differ based on different projects? Maybe a smaller graphic design project, something executional, won't need everything that a brand creation project would need. So if you've got service packages in your business, you might align your offboarding to those in some ways. Another key question is what's the trigger for the offboarding? Is it payment in full? I would say yes, absolutely. That the offboarding doesn't happen until payment is received, potentially. Certainly, in some cases where you're providing final files, is it completion of a specific stage? Is it when a website goes live? You decide at what point your offboarding should happen. Now, without sounding too cynical here, It is worth considering how you ensure that you protect yourself, that you don't hand everything over, do the offboarding, but you didn't necessarily get paid. And then suddenly the client drags their heels on that. Not saying they will, but I'm sure we've all been there at one point. What do you want your client to do next? So firstly, this is about setting them up to leverage what you've given them and to use it in the best possible way. We've all had that feeling when you've handed over this beautiful brand to a client and you've done the guidelines and then you see them adding colors, changing fonts, doing horrible things to it. So we want to use this opportunity to try and mitigate that from happening. So how can you help them to do that? Maybe you can talk to them about using Canva and give them some useful resources to help set that up, for example, or take them through a brand or design guidelines document you might have already done that, but you might do it again just to make sure. And also, how can your client continue to work with you? This one is super important. This is where your offboarding comes into its own. Are there retainer or monthly services they could now step into? How can they work with you in the future, or how not as well, by the way? So, as an example, I don't offer ongoing ad hoc design services. That's a decision that's for me in my business and it's to do with profitability and what I love doing. So I ensure I manage my clients' expectations on that particular thing and I tell them how I can support them to find and to brief the right designer or maybe a VA to help them in the future. So I make sure I set that up rather than turning them away down the track. And that links into another question which is about... What boundaries do you want to set? So your offboarding is a really good opportunity to set up your boundaries for how you will engage with your client going forward. So how long are you available to them for extra support or questions? You might say that you include a one, two month period, cooling off period, let's call it. where they can come back and ask questions. And you're engaged in that because you wanna make sure that they are set up for success in the best possible way. But you would draw a line in that and then say what happens after that. Any questions or extras you need after that will attract a fee. What are your response times? And your availability now the project is complete. So maybe your service levels during the project where you would always reply within 24 hours, but maybe now that it's not a live project, You might push that out to 48 hours because you want to prioritize current ongoing work. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about setting up expectations for what will happen next. So think about how you want to create boundaries around how you continue to work with that client. So everybody knows what to expect. So to wrap up your offboarding, or your future expanding process, let's call it, is a business opportunity that is not to be missed. That's my opinion. I think it's, you can start small. It doesn't have to be a big, huge, expansive thing. You might decide today, well, you're just going to start by doing a few things to just make sure that you wrap a client up that you might do something nice for them at the end of a project and talk them through what they've got to begin with. And you, you can add to it as you go. I think that it should be a document or a collection of documents, let's say cheat sheets or templates or a guidelines, accompanied by an in-person handover of sorts. You work out what's right for you, but as I will keep saying... In person, live, so this is not replaced by a pre-recorded video, in person, live, in the moment, an opportunity to thank your client and take the time to do it is so impactful, so important. You decide what's right for you, but don't be making any of those, my client doesn't have time to meet with me in person excuses, okay? Like all of these things, you decide how your projects should run. You set the standard in your business. And your offboarding, your future expanding process, should ask really the central question how can I set me, my business, my work, my creative work, and my client up for success? And that's not during the project, as is the case with your onboarding, but that's beyond. The project. So, this actually takes quite a big picture viewpoint. It's not just about practical, mechanical things like a FAQ, for example. The opportunity for your offboarding is more expansive than that. It is about that phrase I keep using now <laughs> future expanding what happens next with the work that you created alongside your client. So have I convinced you? Are you even still there? (laughs) Or have you run off to create your offboarding process as I'm talking? I always love to know what my fellow designers are doing. So if you feel like letting me know, if you feel like sharing what your offboarding process looks like, or if this has given you some ideas or inspired you to include it in your business, then send me an email or slide into my DMs. You know where to find me. And if you don't, check out the show notes for this episode. You've got all the details there about how you can connect with me. So cheerio for now. And as always, I look forward to chatting to you again really soon. Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Red Productions on Pixabay.